we've been talking about the Great Commission and also about leadership, about being a good shepherd leader. And so we've been in John 10, but I'm going to take you into 1 Samuel tonight. So if you'll turn with me to 1 Samuel, <coughs> chapter 16. Let's go ahead and pray over just preparing our heart for the word tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word always remains true. It never fades away, and it always goes forth to do what it was sent to do. So we pray, Father, for our hearts tonight, that each one of us would be receptive, that we would listen to your voice, any area in our life that, that you want to uh, speak to us about. I pray, Father, that you would do just that. You would speak to each one of us, Lord, so that we can become uh, better leaders, so that we can become better shepherds for your kingdom and for your glory's sake. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, tonight we're going to be going through uh, three things. I'm going to talk a, a little bit about uh, three principles in leadership, three principles in leadership uh, in order to see and continue to gain success in your life. And this can be applied to any area. This can be applied to your work, to uh, your job, if you're a mom, if uh, no matter what you're doing in ministry, in any area, it can be applied. So I would encourage you to take notes, write these things down, but say principles for a moment. You might think, well, what's the big deal about principles? But throughout God's word, he gives us principles, whether it, it, it words it in that way or not. But a principle is something that you live by. It's something um, that typically happens or it's like a law that's in place that it's, it's just how things are going to be governed. And when things are governed in that way, we'll have, if we don't follow that principle, we'll get the consequences for it. If we do follow the principle, we'll get the reward for it. So principles are all throughout life. It's kind of like you show up for your job and you get a paycheck. If you don't show up for your job, then it, you have the consequence of that, right? There's a principle behind that. And everybody just knows that, they, that that's, that's how it works. Well, there's principles throughout life. There's principles in marriage. There's principles in leadership. And so I want to just touch on three of these tonight, three principles that <clears throat> are very spiritual in nature, but they can affect uh, how far you go in life. And so I went to, and of course, we talked about the good shepherd leader, but uh, the best shepherd leader was David. And so I want to go back to David's life and look at some of the things that David did and so that we can use that as an example because God called David a man after his own what? Heart. And so David had a special place that God said, that one right there, I want him to be king. And so he caught God's attention. So there must be something that David did. There must be some things that David did that, that really turned God's face, you know, and turned his face towards him. And so what were some of those things, even from the time he was a young, young boy? So let's go to 1 Samuel 16, verse 1. 
The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. Keep that in your mind for a moment. And we're going to go ahead and read 7 through 13. So if you'll jump down to verse 7, we're going to get a picture of the, the whole story first. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. Sorry, I meant to say six through. So the first one that goes through is Eliab. And, and in verse six, it says that Samuel thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed standing here before me. Okay, now go back to, to verse eight. Then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. And Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. And, and it's kind of like, you, I, I've read this story so many times, and I always think, was Samuel nervous? Was he getting nervous by this point? Like, I'm starting to feel a little bit of pressure. Like, everybody's looking at me, and I'm sure they're all wanting to be king. You know, all those sons are probably like, it's me. Okay, passed up big brother. Okay, I'm next. Is it me? And, and Samuel's going to go, nope, not this one. Nope, not this one. And so, but then, if you're truly in it, then you're going to take responsibility for that. And not just look at it and go, well, it's not my problem. If you're at a job and you look at something and go, well, that's the boss's problem, not mine. If that's the kind of attitude you have, then you're not showing the good shepherd leader heart. And someone might say, yeah, but it's not my business. I understand. But what you do with what's in your hands, God sees. David could have very easily said, well, they're not my sheep, they're dad's. So what if he loses one or two? I'm just going to go over here and lay down, catch a few Z's, not worry too much about it. But he didn't. He took care of them like they were his own. The heart will stay pure despite bad experiences. The heart will stay pure despite bad experiences. That means there's going to be times when it's going to be really easy for your heart to get tainted. Somebody else's bad attitude, something happened, a situation that you, you planned on, it didn't go right. And it can be so easy for your heart to get tainted or to get blackened because of an experience or because uh, something that happened with someone. Be like, forget it, I'm done. I'm not doing that again. I'll teach them. They, they're not going to have my help anymore. You know, and it's, you're the one that loses out as a result. And everybody thinks it's always the, them punishing the other person. But you'll see what I'm saying at, in the next point. The heart will invest its own resources. 
And the heart will look to self to see if the problem originates with them. There's always going to be an element. If we hit a, a, a point where I'm just like, what's, what's the blockage? What's going on? I have to look at myself at times and say, am I the problem? Am I doing something wrong? Am I, do I not have the right understanding or the right wisdom? Is there something in me that's causing uh, this problem to continue? I'm not getting the results that I want. Is it because of something that I'm lacking? But the person that's there for the right reasons, they're going to dare to do that. They're going to dare to look at themselves because they don't want anything holding them back from being able to be successful in the mission. All right, we have to move on. That, that right there could be its own sermon, the whole th that whole point. But let's go to number two. Number two. And this will kind of tie into the first part because you'll understand why all of those things that I mentioned about the heart, why that makes sense. Number two is the skills of leadership are transferable. The skills of leadership are transferable. When David went... And ended up going into the camp to see what was going on with his brothers and delivering a little bit of food to him and all of that. And he ends up seeing Goliath. And he ends up hearing what Goliath says. And it's interesting because in chapter 17, verse 32, he says, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. I mean, think about that. He is a young boy a possible teenager and he shows up on scene with all of these soldiers and he says don't you guys worry i'll go fight the philistine i mean you you would be like all right either he knows what he's doing or this guy is a little too arrogant <laughs> One or the other. And our lives are at stake. So which one is it? Because we've got to figure this out real quick. And so David shows up. But the thing is, he's not basing it upon some arrogant moment. What is he basing it on? On his past skills. Because in his own time, when he's watching the sheep, what was he doing? Can you imagine just out in the field? How many times was he slinging the slingshot during the day? How many times to be able to perfect that and to be able to take down a lion and take down a bear? So when he faces this Philistine, it just comes out of him. It rises out of his spirit. It just, who's this Philistine? This guy's uncircumcised. Do you guys not know your covenant with God? This guy stands against God. Are you not circumcised? That meant that they were in covenant with God. Well, then God is for you, not against you. I'll go fight him. Because when I took the bear and I took the lion, I, I took them down and God helped me kill them. 
So this guy, it's not going to be any different. What did he do? His skills that he learned out in the field were transferable to this moment. And see, here's the thing that most people don't realize. When they're working for somebody else or whenever they're doing something as a... God sees that. Because what is that? A hireling. Because it's exactly what he was talking about when he talked about the good shepherd and the hireling. And the hireling runs and doesn't take responsibility. So how do we deal with other people's property? Do we go into work and say, oh, they won't miss three rolls of toilet paper. I'm just going to take that home with me. They won't miss six reams of paper. They've got 16 cases in there. You didn't pay for it. So how do you deal with someone else's property? And if someone let you borrow something, how do you deal with it? Do you return it? Do you break it? Not on purpose, but if you break it, like, do something about it. Pay them back, fix it, whatever needs to be done. How do you take care of someone else's property, your own property, and then those that you work for? There's people all the time that wherever they work or whoever they're involved with, even if it's church, they think, well, you know, I'm part of the church, so I pay tithe and offering, and therefore I can just take tables. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like stuff like that, 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 an entitlement kind of mentality. But God sees those things. And the thing is, you're only hurting yourself when you do that because it's God that's looking at the heart. Even if man never sees it, it is God that sees the heart, and he sees the little things. So when we're faithful with the little, the little bit that we think that doesn't matter, when we're faithful with that, he sees that too. And he says they're being faithful with that. They're working for the right motive. They're working for me. They're working as unto me instead of their employer or instead of some other person or for themselves. So you must see your work as your heritage. You're actually creating a brand. You're branding yourself for your future. So sow seeds. Sow seeds into what you want to see happen in your life. Sow good seed. Because those are the, the reasons that God wants to open doors. When he sees the David and says, look at how David's handling this. Look at how David works for me and not for himself. Look at how he puts himself in between the danger and the responsibility he's been given. Look at how he protects. Look at how he, he guides. Look at how he's growing into a leader. I'm going to open this door for him. And he steps in because we don't always realize that a door is actually being opened for us, and that's what he did. It was a split moment. He wasn't expecting to go down there and find Goliath. It's just like, there it is, and boom, out of his spirit, who's going to take care of this guy? Well, if you guys aren't going to do it, I'll do it. Get out of my way. 
The same thing that I've been doing, I'm going to bring it to the field now. And so what we do matters, even if it looks small now, even if it looks like nobody cares now. Continue to be a good shepherd leader. Continue to do the little things knowing that God sees and it matters. And as you're faithful and as you're diligent, then he will open the greater doors. Amen? Amen. You have anything, Pastor? Well, praise God. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> Does anybody need any prayer for anything before we close tonight? I know Pastor Brad prayed for a few people. Alrighty. Does anybody have anything else they need prayer for? Well, I'll just close this out, and we'll, is there transformation tomorrow? Not tomorrow? Okay. All right. Let's just pray over ourselves that we will be uh, leaders that are diligent in these areas of our lives, and that we'll be aware, like we'll, we'll pay attention to these things, that we don't just follow the crowd, that we don't just follow the norm, because I know how workplaces can be. You're surrounded by 20 other people that just do it this way, you know, and, and it's easy to, to just fall into the same pattern, but be a leader, be someone that sticks out. Father, we thank you so much for, for the principles of your word, and we thank you, Lord, that we don't have to depend upon uh, the world, for we know that you will open doors as we continue to be uh, diligent about taking your principles and being honest and being men and women of integrity and, and continuing to do what is right, even in the hard moments, Father, that you would cause even those that have already been doing that and, and plowing, Father, I pray that you would open open doors for them. Lord, they, that you would cause things to, to favor them, that there would just be a favor that comes upon them from their boss or from uh, other areas. And Father, that you would, you would have those doors open, that it would be divinely opened by you. We thank you, Lord, for just your faithfulness, for we know that we can trust in you. Despite what man does, our eyes are upon you and our desire is to please you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.